working long hours and still no money in the bank? What is going on? On today's show, a deep dive into setting your price and making money that is out of this world. So buckle up because here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. You can overcome adversity. You don't have to be beaten down. Stephen has learned the hard way. And after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done. To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now your host, Stephen Caps. Yes, that is the worst. Whenever you're working all kinds of crazy hours, doing all type of activity, and we still don't have any money, that is the worst. Welcome to another episode of Pull Up and Thrive, and I am your host, as always, Stephen Caps. Hey, if you would like to hear something different on the show, maybe some guests, maybe some interviews, or maybe there's a topic that I have not covered but you would love to hear about it, shoot me an email at connect at stephencaps.com or go on over to my website, stephencaps.com. Welcome. Another super exciting episode, and I'm going to take take me a drink is what I'm doing, <laughs> pouring a drink into my Pull Up and Thrive mug, a wonderful gift from my friend Elena. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate it. How do I set my price? I see it so many times that guys base their price on what they make per hour at their job. And they make, you know, let's say that they make $12, $15 an hour. So they do a side job and, oh, hey, I'm going to charge $20 an hour. Now, if it's a side job, that's okay because side jobs are sweet because you have basically zero overhead and you're just putting the money in your pocket. They, they're they wanting to start a business. All right, there we go. They're wanting to start a business, and maybe they're making $15, $18, $20 an hour at their job, and then they think, okay, I'm going to charge $25 an hour. I mean, that's $5 more or maybe $10 more an hour compared to what I'm making at my job. That is a mistake. That is a huge mistake. Now, don't worry if that is you because that is a very common misunderstanding. That's a very common mistake that I see folks make all the time. But what you want to do is that there are a lot of things that go into you figuring out your price, and we're going to dive into that today. So let's say that you want to grow your business. What does that mean? And I always say that you have to start with the end in mind. What does that mean for you? Are you a solo guy and maybe you just want to be solo? 
That's fine. But you just want to make more money. And I say that, that the solo guy, the solo solopreneur is a sweet place to be. It is super, super sweet because you have little to no overhead. You have no one else to worry about but you. But there are always pros and cons to everything. So if you're not working, you're not getting paid, all depending on the model of business that you have. So if you're sick, what happens? If you can't make it, what happens? What, what happens if you don't feel like working? Well, I'm going to touch on that a little bit, but there's always pros and cons. But going from a solo panure, hardly any overhead, and then going to a full-fledged business, that is, that is a pretty good leap to go from you and maybe your truck or maybe your laptop Okay, and that is your whole business, and that's fine. That is fine. That is a super, super sweet place to be if you can generate the money. But if if you're thinking that I want to go to a full-fledged business, that is a pretty big leap. And then what I mean by business, I mean employees, overhead, maybe an office space. The expenses begin to pile up, and the and the sweetness that you experience from the solo panure begins to disappear. So start with the end in mind whenever you say, I want to grow. What does that mean? Now, lots of times it means I want to add more guys. I want to add more trucks. I want to do more business. Well, what is your business? What does your business look like now? Are you struggling now? Are you working a lot now and you don't have any money left over? Is it a, a toxic environment? Is it not healthy? Is your um, organization running a temperature? Well, if you grow that, now you will have a big, unhealthy, toxic company with a temperature. Or we're barely making a profit now. I want to hire three more guys, well, you'll get three more guys. And if you're not making a profit, then you probably won't be making a profit with more guys. So we have to really dig deep into why that is. Have you ever seen a tree that is like growing sideways? Like a huge, massive tree, and it's like totally growing sideways. Well, you don't want that to be your business. So if there's issues and there's problems in your business when it's small as it grows it is going to magnify so so what we want is the best possible launch pad for your business we want this thing to go zoom zoom in a super healthy way i have a friend and he is one of the most incredible human beings that i know he's like 20 years younger than me, but he is probably 10 years ahead of me in life. And I asked him one time, how did you turn out so great? And then he said, well, I just had really great parents. And I so saw the importance of parents raising your children that 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 
parents can be such an amazing launch pad for their kids. So that's what we're doing for your business is that we want to create an incredible launch pad. Psalms 127.4, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of your youth. And that's what we want to build here is an incredible launch pad. So we don't want to magnify the small problems that we have now. And let me, let me add this. If you are personally bad with managing money, okay, and you really struggle to manage your forty, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year income, well, that will be magnified with a $200,000 revenue business. And it'll really be magnified when you're doing 500000 or a million. It, it'll just be everything that is good or bad as you grow will, will be magnified. So we want to be sure that we are faithful over little because if we are faithful over little, we will become rulers over much. So people ask me, what should I charge? Which I'm going to get that um, specifically here in a little bit. But usually whenever I'm coaching someone, the very first thing I tell them is that you have to raise your prices. And if you listen to uh, the episode with Aaron Durand, one of my uh, coaching, coaching clients, that was the very first thing I told him too. You have to raise your prices. And then usually uh, guys are like, well, you know, I was charging 30, but I uh, doubled it and I'm now... Now I'm a charge in 60 and all depending on the exact business, but most of the time that's not near enough. And I'm going to let you know what I recommend here in just a little bit. But the first thing that we have to do is ask the question, which I call this the four what's. You have to ask the four what's. Number one, what does it cost you to operate? That is number one. How much is your rent, your utilities, your uh, software subscriptions, insurance, taxes, marketing, uniforms, gas, vehicle, maintenance, debt? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you have any debts? How much is it costing you to service those debts? Have three areas that you need to identify, which I uh, talk about this in the episode of Knowing Your Numbers, which I will drop that in uh, the show notes as always, but you have fixed Variable and direct costs. Fixed costs, like I already said, rent, utilities, software subscription, insurance, taxes, marketing, any expenses that are fixed, anything that you have on a monthly basis that are always going to be there. And then you have your variable cost. Like in the gate a business, we have welding wire, we have a welding gas, a grinding discs, flap discs, maybe it's tape, caulk, paper, ink, office supplies. You know, it, it may be very different for you, but they're variable cost. Things that you don't buy every month or all the time, but they're still an expense. So you have your fixed cost, variable cost, and then you have direct cost. Items directly tied to a job. Any type of uh, materials. Is there a dumpster that you had to get for the job? Contract labor. 
supplies, any expense that you would not normally have without that job. That is a direct cost. Then you have billable hours and non-billable hours. Billable hours are directly tied to a job. All right, we I figured this job would take 23 hours at X amount per hour. Okay, but then you have non-billable time. Anything not related to that job, and this is where a lot of guys miss it. Office work, quoting, payroll, driving to look at a job, picking up, picking up supplies. Anything not related to the job or a billable activity, you have to figure that into your pricing. How much activity are you doing for free? I know I'm going to hit you on this one, but if you're the business owner and you're standing in line at the lumber yard, you're losing money. And I know it's much easier because I have more time, but I am the most expensive, most valuable. If you spend 30 minutes or longer, it's usually longer, if you spend an hour at Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever you go, how much money could you have generated, but instead you're standing around losing money? You have to look at these things, because if we want to have the life and businesses that we want, we have to know the answer to all these questions. What does it cost me to operate? Number one. Number two, what will the market bear? If someone will pay $1,000 for a service, charge $1,000. And I hear it all the time, and I'm going to repeat it. Guys are like, you're ripping people off. If the customer agrees to pay your price and you give the price up front and they agree to the price, you're not ripping them off. I see it all the time and it makes, oh, it just breaks my heart. All right, people start a business and they're like, I'm not going to be like the greedy uh, corporations ripping everybody off. So, so rather than charging a thousand dollars, I'm going to do it for five hundred, or I'm going to do it for two fifty, or whatever the number is. But what we end up doing is that we're ripping ourselves off. We're not making money. We went from making X amount per hour at our at our job, working forty hours a week. Now we're working seventy hours a week, and and we have no idea how much we're making per hour but we know that there's no money in the bank. The person that you're ripping off is yourself. Do not rip yourself off. So what will the market bear? If you want to have the life and business that you want, you have to make a profit. Profit is money left over after all of expenses. Why does it seem that so many folks are racing to the bottom? How cheap can I do it? Like in the gate business, we had a, a gentleman that was working working for us, and then he quit and he started his own business. Well, we would we would quote a job, and it was like a five thousand dollar job. He would come in and be half of that. So he's doing a five thousand dollar job for 
$2,500. He's not making any money. And I wasn't too concerned about it because I knew that he wouldn't be around very long. And guess what? He wasn't around very long. You have to make money. Do not be those that race to the bottom because you think, oh, they're just ripping them off. There's only $100 in material in that. How much is it costing you to do the job? Now, I'm going to hit on this and then I'm going to move on, but someone does a job and it takes a 30 minutes and they charge a 40 bucks. Hey, that's awesome. And then they think, oh man, I'm making $80 an hour. Well, they didn't figure in the non-billable hours. Okay, if they have a truck or a van or, or skills and they have tools and equipment and insurance and overhead and all, all this stuff and they drove to the job and it took, it took 30 minutes to get there and they're at the job for 30 minutes. And then they spent 30 minutes with the customer talking about the job and getting the payment and all the all this stuff. So so it ends up the actual job really took three hours and you only charge $40. We cannot be doing that. Now, this can be tricky knowing what the market will will bear if you're new in the market. Try, fail, learn, repeat. Well, I didn't charge enough on that one. Well, make it up on the next one. Give your price for the job. Do the job. How long did it take? What's my average hourly rate? Because if you're measuring it, then you can improve it. Whatever is measured can be improved. If you're not measuring anything, then how in the world do you know if you're doing good or not? You have to know this stuff. Number three, what is the value to the customer? If the customer is looking for the cheapest price, you will never be cheap enough. Move on. Don't try to win them. If it's all about price, then there's nothing that you can do. If your price is $1,000 and there's a guy over here that'll do it for $200 and they want you to do it for less than that, do not do that. You are in the driver's seat. If you have not listened to who is driving the business anyways, you have to go back and listen to that episode. And I'll drop that in the show notes as well. If the customer does not value what you bring, you are wasting your time. I deal with two different types of folks in the coaching business. One is a person that is like, oh my goodness, this 30-minute call is so valuable. It is, I can never even pay you money. Then I have guys that it's like, well, how are you going to help me? You know, what's in it for me? What are you going to do for me? And I'm laying out my, my best stuff and to them, it has no value. And that's okay. They are not my customer. Remember, not every person is your customer. So what is the value to the customer? Whenever they value professionalism, whenever they value quality, whenever they value honesty, cleanliness, whenever all those, whenever that is important to them, they're willing to pay extra for that. 
whenever they know the job will be done right and it has a guarantee, they will pay extra for that. Is this a rush job? They uh, call you on Thursday and they say that they need it done by Friday afternoon. We have a particular customer in the gate business that that is their MO every single time. And it costs them. We have to charge more. So be sure that you're charging more. Or if, if the customer has been trying but unsuccessfully for six months for someone to show up and then you show up and you can do the job, that has value. So what does it cost you to operate? What will the market bear? And three, what is the value to the customer? I'm going to say this again. If the customer cares about the job being done right and in a timely manner by people that they can trust, they will pay more money. Now, let me say this. If you are going to charge a premium, you better bring the value. And one thing that we do in all of our businesses is upfront pricing. Do not do the job and then change your price. If you want to lose a customer, that is that is how you do it. Oh, it's going to be three hundred, and then it takes you longer. So you say, oh, it's going to be be five hundred. If the price is going to change, you must communicate. Customers do not like that, and and they do not value that for the future. Someone does that to me. I'm going to find someone else next time I need the job done. But if you're going to charge a premium. You have to bring value, and you have to serve, 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 serve. You have to serve the marketplace. Serve them with excellence. And then I put another word with that. You have to be a warrior. You have to fight against what is wrong in your industry. That is not right. Guys that don't give upfront pricing, guys that say it's going to be this much, and then they change their price. You have to fight against that and let your customer know that this is how we are serving you. Upfront pricing, background checked employees, three-year labor warranty. Let them know that we are fighting against the wrong in the marketplace. That is another part of serving. So you are serving them and you're a warrior. You are fighting for them. You are fighting to do what is right for your team, for your customer. You have to serve, 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 serve. So be a servant warrior. Number four, what is your plan for growth? This one is super, super important. Now, if you're just working for a beer money or to go out once in a while, then this doesn't, this doesn't apply to you. But if you want to grow, again, start with the end in mind. What does that mean to you? What does that mean for you? Do you, do you, do you just want to be a solo guy, carve out a super, super great uh, income? That is awesome. If you want to add to your team 5, 10, 100 folks, that takes money. If you're working in your garage now and you want to move to a shop, that takes money. You have to figure that in your price. Now, 
I have a warning here. Guys think, oh, I will just borrow money to grow my business. All these merchant services that we use for our businesses, they offer debt. Oh, you are qualified for a $70,000 of XYZ. We do not borrow money because borrowed money helps to prop up a failing business and debt adds risk. So you grow by taking the profits that, profits that you have made in your business and then reinvesting them. You save money for emergencies. You are able to give to your team, to your family, to those in need, and you invest. So there is nothing better whenever corona hit and they're shutting everybody down, we had a pile of money. Not as much as I would have liked to have had, but after one week, I was seeing folks go out of business because they could not survive one week without business. Don't let that be you. Have a pile of money. Three to six months worth of expenses is ideal because then in slow times, you are in a very comfortable spot. You're not freaking out because we didn't work for one week. So avoid debt. And why should we grow? So so you're able to save, invest, and give. Now, maybe you don't want to grow that big. That is absolutely fine. Whatever you want to do, you do you. Maybe you just don't want to be working every day. Maybe you want the business to be more of a passive income. I'm not out there in the field every day, but I still get a check. So remember, start with the end in mind. Maybe I don't want to have employees. I don't want a bigger place. I'm a one-man band with low overhead, and that is a sweet spot to be. Episode 23, How to Get Customers to Pay pay My Price. If if you haven't listened to that, you have to go back and listen to it. As a solo or a multiple employee business, you have to make money. Now, let's say that you're a solo guy and – It is so funny because every time I talk to these guys, they almost always say the same thing. Well, I was charging a $40 an hour, but, you know, I thought that I could charge a $60 an hour and, you know, that would be good. And I always say you have to double your price, more than double. So what I recommend, especially in the service industry If you have a service business, you need to be charging a minimum of $150 an hour. Now, you don't tell your customer how much you're charging per hour. It is by the job. But you create extreme value, and you're quick, and it's out of this world service, and you never say, this is my hourly rate. It's XYZ for the job. If you're a solo guy, you could work 20 hours a week. Okay, I'm doing the math here. 20 hours a week times 150, that's $3,000 a week. Do you think that you can give 
Do you think that you could save? Do you, th- do you think that you could invest? Do you think that you could carve out a wonderful life for you and your family on $3,000 a week? Or you want to go on vacation for a month and it's just you and you have a pile of money, super great customers, and no debt. It, would that not be incredible? Well, it is 100% possible. So let's put a bow on this. One, what does it cost you to operate? Two, what would the market bear? Three, what is the value to the customer? Four, what is your plan for growth? And that's it, the four what's. If you can do these four things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here once again. So until next time, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.